Hey everyone, this is John Hall. Wanted to come on and share this very important message with you today. What prompted me was a couple conversations that I had with number one, my business partner, Mr. JD Smith. He's the founder of hipterist.com. And we had a discussion about a, a dear friend of mine that I recently lost. And she was a single mother with three sons, uh, one 22, uh, the other 19. Uh, one of them, he just graduated high school last month. And then the, the third, it's uh, 15, 15 years old. And so sadly, she just passed away last week um, without a will, uh, no life insurance. Um, we just kind of got into a discussion about just how common it is you know, definitely within the black community, um, those, those things happening. Um, and it's just an unfortunate situation. And so I was sharing with JD Smith, how I am going to play a much more integral role in the lives of these young men. And there's a lot of things that I will be guiding them on in their life, specifically financially. And so I was sharing with Jay that yesterday I talked to this young man for about an hour and I was just telling him, you know, there will be things that I'll be working with him on in his life. Just so if he has someone who's been there and has had experience in things in life, you know, I'm certainly going to always be there to share my perspective with him in a non-judgmental way and just always, you know, share what I know and, and what I don't know. And then, of course, you know, get him to come to his own conclusion so that he can make decisions for himself. And so, you know, 22, he's just getting ready to purchase his first home. You know, his brothers are going to be living with him now. He's going to adopt his youngest brother. Uh, who's 15. And so I just want him to make the best decisions in his life so that he doesn't do something that's going to set him back financially. So I was explaining to him just a story of uh, my journey in my own life, uh, just owning vehicles. So if you go back to 2003, uh, I owned my vehicle outright. Uh, nothing was wrong with it. it. wasn't high miles or anything like that. And so I don't know if it's, you know, wanting to uh, keeping up with the Joneses philosophy or, or what, but I mean, we all are, we all can succumb to impulses and consumerism. I mean, I'm definitely have not been innocent of that in, in my life. And so I went out and purchased a vehicle around 2007, uh, Chrysler 300 at the time. So I thought it was a really nice car. Nothing was wrong with the car I had prior. And uh, so now I've got a car payment where I didn't before. So I'm just explaining to my, to my friend, you know, the young man, how that will impact your life. Just having the car payment you know, it's certainly one thing to be able to pay for something every month. It's an entirely different thing 
to be able to afford something every month. Meaning, you know, if your car payment is $350 a month, you know, but that's 35% of your, your income really doesn't mean that you can afford that. It means that you can pay for it. And so I had that car for a while and uh, a couple years later, you know, there really wasn't anything wrong with, with it, but a couple years later, I found another car that I liked. So I didn't have the Chrysler 300 paid off and I found this BMW that I thought was really nice. And so I went with that. And so that was a, another mistake that I made on top of the first mistake, which was, you know, I should have drove my car with no payment for much longer period of time so that I could continue to advance financially, you know, put more money in the bank versus having a depreciating asset. So when I went with the BMW, what I was doing was I was transferring negative equity from my original purchase. So take a minute to explain that negative equity is when you have a situation where let's say the car that you owe on, let's say it's 10,000 that you still owe on the loan, but let's say the car is only worth 6,000 if you were going to trade it in or, or sell it. So you have that $4,000 loss, if you will, because you have a depreciating asset, which is a vehicle. And so it's never a good idea to roll over negative equity because you're financing over the period of years, not only a previous loan on top of a new loan, but you're financing the loss as well. Because if you've got a car that's worth 6,000, but you owe 10, that's a loss. And so negative equity situation is something that you want to avoid at all costs. And I don't hear any of the financial experts that are out here that are really diving deep into these personal finance situations and talking about these type of things. Um, if they are, let me know. I want to know who they are. And so that's what prompted me to come on and do this discussion today is that no one's telling you, Hey, this is what you want to avoid. And this is why, or this is what happened to me. And you don't want this to happen to you because you can really set yourself back for years and years to come. And so when I was in the BMW, now I'm, you know, higher car payment than before. And so that's never a good thing. So I'm outlaying more, cash every month and then I'm taking a larger amount, a bigger loan and putting that out over more years. And so sadly, what happened with that BMW was after several years, I just needed tons and tons of repairs on it. And so I believe at the time, you know, I owed about 10,000 left on that loan. And I mean, certainly I wouldn't have gotten 10,000 if I had sold the car outright. And so unfortunately there was about nine to $10,000 worth of work and repairs that I needed to be done. Cause I just want to be clear. If you own any foreign type vehicle, you know, it's going to be much more costly than something that's made in America. And so 
I sadly learned that lesson the hard way when, you know, this repairs 3000, this repairs 2000 and it just started stacking up on me. And so I looked at my situation at the time. I had never really owned a, a new car off the lot. And so I said, should I make some repairs on this one? Or should I just get into a vehicle where I don't have to worry about a warranty? I'm going to have something that's never been owned before. I'm not inheriting someone else's problems. That was my rationale at the time. You know, I didn't have a good financial advisor when I did that, when I did the next move. And so I bought a brand new car and this was actually in 2015. And so I'd made many good decisions financially in my life up to that point regarding investments, things like that. But in this specific situation, if I could have gone back, I would have done something differently. And this is what I was trying to impart to my friend the other day. And so if you're following me, you know, I went from the Chrysler to the BMW. So now I got into this Ford Fusion. And same thing, you know, I was in another negative equity situation. So not just the cost of my vehicle that I'm purchasing, but now I'm taking the old loan from, you know, the car that's basically totaled, if you will, when you factor the repairs versus what I owed. So now I'm in a situation where I'm financing what at the time was the largest type of loan that I'd ever taken out in my life. And so that moved me into the largest payment that I've ever had in my life. And I want to give you some advice on this. So if you have a car payment, your car payment should represent 10% of what you earn in a month. Okay. So a $500 car payment would assume that you earn $5,000 a month. So if you only make $2,000 a month, you shouldn't have a, a $500 car payment. Okay. So when I got into my new vehicle, those were the situations. It was another neg negative equity situation for me, uh, a larger car payment. The, the one plus was that I had done well in my life regarding credit. And so I didn't quite qualify for 0%, but uh, I did qualify for 1.9%. And so, you know, the interest wasn't very, and isn't very high on, on my current vehicle. And I mean, I would, at this point, I would love to have no, no car payment and uh, next year I'll be free of all that. But I just want to come on and tell you, I mean, if you look at that string of years, um, we're talking about a span of the past 16 years, right? And roughly 12 of those last 16 years, I've got a car payment going out every month. And so if I can get anyone to listen, that's, you know, 16, 15, 17, 18, 22, 25, and help you understand that number one, car payment is not something that you want to have. Okay. And if you do, you want it to be as low as possible. Okay. And so what I've learned in this situation now 
is why am I going to pay for something that's going to depreciate the moment that I drive it off the lot? Okay. And in the future, I'll never have another car payment again once I write this last check to Ford next year because I'm going to continue to make a car payment, but to myself. So now when there's a thousand dollar repair that needs to be done, that money's just in the bank making money for me, right? So I'm going to be investing those dollars. Uh, number two, I would purchase a pre-owned vehicle only in the future or, or maybe even a lease, right? Because cars are not assets and 95% of the time you're not even utilizing it. It's literally just sitting there on the street or in the garage. Vehicles are not investments, although they look nice. They make us feel good sometimes if we drive something that we really enjoy. But I want to help you understand what's more important. What's more important is having cash. What's more important is being able to make investments instead of putting $300, $400, $500, $600 out the door to a company every month where you might get into a loan and you're paying 10% interest. So although they were able to help you get a vehicle and somebody approved you for a loan, you might not have been in the best position with your credit. So now you got 25 grand that you're financing at 9%. I mean, that's ridiculous. So I'm trying to save you guys from the pitfalls, from the mistakes that I've personally made. I hope that you can use these stories, real stories of what I have experienced so that you can benefit in your life. And so when you're looking at that car payment, please keep in mind, you want to have that at 10% or less. If you're paying more than 10% of what you earn for your car payment, you're paying too much. You literally can make the payment for that vehicle, but you can't afford it, okay? I'm really just trying to help you out. And so I would encourage anyone to get the very best quality pre-owned vehicle that, that you can purchase. You want to be free of monthly auto payments for your entire life. I mean, let's get into home ownership. Let's get into real estate investing. Let's get into business ownership. Go out and get a small business purchase a franchise, things that will actually make money, bring assets into your house versus us being consumers, writing checks, paying someone else and making them rich. Okay. Wealth Legion, I'm always going to teach you hands-on actionable principles that are going to help you in your personal financial life. And I really just want to come on and share this story with you guys. A lot of these things just come from discussions that I have sometimes. And I didn't even know this was going to be a podcast until I was talking with Jay and I just said, Hey, you know, I was talking to, you know, this young man and you know, this is what I'm going to be doing in his life. Now I'm going to be taking him under my wing and, and mentoring him. And Jay said, look, you know, that's an entire podcast and people really need to know this. And I said, you know, man, you're right. I mean, who's talking about this? Has anyone sat you down? I mean, really, you know, maybe your folks told you it might not be a good idea to purchase that vehicle. Hopefully, 
you've got folks that have told you, you don't want a car payment. Hopefully you've got folks that have made you think about ways that you can afford to get into a vehicle and it not disrupting the next five, six, seven years of your life as you have these payments, you know, and then life happens, of course, you know, you might add to your family, you might choose to go back to school, you might want to go and start that business, you might want to purchase that home. And so just not having that extra commitment that you have when you have a vehicle and all the things on top of that, I'm really wanting to help some of you avoid that situation for yourself. Because I really don't want you to have to happen to go through some of the things that I've had to go through. Uh, really just, you know, not having additional funds to invest because it's going and being allocated towards something else that you're not really getting any value from. So just really trying to be transparent here. And I hope that this is landing with everyone. Hope that someone out there, this has caused you to think or reconsider a decision that you might be making in the near future. And I hope someone out there is just like, hey, you know, this guy, I heard what he said. I got it. I know what I need to do. That's not going to be me. And I, I hope that many of you fall into that category. So as promised yesterday, I told you I had some awesome information that would be coming out over the next coming days. And I pray that I was able to deliver today for you. Uh, I'm excited to go back and listen to this one myself, to be honest. But I hope everyone is having an awesome week. And I will be coming back this week with even more messages on Wealth Legion. Thank you.